Apparently, vulnerability is my superpower. I would have preferred to be able to fly or predict the future, but I'll take it. Welcome to the 65 subscribers who have joined the Retained Learnings community over the last week. If you haven't subscribed, join the 322 growth-oriented young professionals on this journey by subscribing at retainedlearnings.io. I want this newsletter and podcast to be a two-way conversation. Thank you for those who have hit reply over the last week. Please reply directly to this email after you sign up to let me know your thoughts or forward it to someone you think would find it valuable. Why didn't you tell me about your struggles earlier? I could have saved you a lot of time and heartache. This is the response a mentor and investor gave me when I came to him with a business problem that was directly related to his field of work. Truthfully, I had avoided contacting him because I was embarrassed to say, I have no idea what I'm doing as a founder. This mentor founded and operated a company in a space that was directly related to my problem. Not only did he solve these business problems on a daily basis, but he was also an investor of ours and a personal friend. I was too afraid of looking like a fool to be vulnerable with him. I could have mobilized him as an advocate and learned from his hard-won experience, but instead, pride got in the way. Why is vulnerability so challenging? Prior to attending Wharton, I was a Marine Infantry officer for six years. The infantry is a sacred part of the Marine Corps. We represent under 10% of the organization, but the entire organization exists to support the infantry. Officers are leaders in the military, and infantry officers are required to be physically and mentally tough. Marines are the nation's force in readiness, and Marine infantry units have endured tremendous hardship over the history of the Corps. It is imperative that officers lead from the front, which means that infantry officers must be capable of enduring the most challenging of situations. In order to ensure that officers are capable of shouldering the challenge of command in some of the most inhospitable environments on earth, the Marine Corps enrolls junior officers in the infantry officer's course. This notoriously brutal rite of passage is designed to acclimate young Americans to interpersonal violence and weed out the physically and mentally weak. Because of the fact that we've endured this challenge, we tend to be a proud group. Sadly, the Marine infantry is not the only prideful membership card I hold. After serving in the Marine Corps, I attended Wharton for an MBA. Although Wharton is certainly less physically demanding, gaining admission is no small feat. Applying to top MBA programs means opening oneself to the possibility of rejection. You compete against some of the brightest young professionals for admission, and attending a top MBA program leads to a sense of accomplishment, validation, and belonging to a community. My Wharton experience reinforced a prideful outlook that I was destined to be successful in my career. Unfortunately, Entrepreneurship and the real world don't care at all about pedigree and past accomplishments. Pride is the enemy of growth. Racking up perceived success like fancy degrees and military accolades leaves you feeling somewhat invincible, which makes the inevitability of failure all the more challenging. If you're looking to compete at the highest level and attain some degree of success, it's inevitable that you will fail repeatedly. Many MBAs fear failure. But this is a misplaced fear. Rather, we should fear an inability to learn and the stagnation that accompanies pride in past accomplishments rather than embracing the challenges of the moment. Embracing a beginner's mindset is the path to growth. Absolute belief in our knowledge of any subject matter is absurd. In fact, a high degree of confidence in our knowledge of any topic is likely an indication of a low level of understanding. This is known in academia as the Dunning-Kruger effect. Sitting atop the peak of Mount Stupid, we have a tremendous belief in our understanding of a topic, but a low level of knowledge and competence. By maintaining a beginner's mindset, 
we shortcut the Dunning-Kruger effect and recognize how much there is to learn. If over the course of our careers, we hope to develop a useful skill set, we must recognize that the only constant in our world is change. Every set of circumstances is unique. The game of chess has existed for over 1400 years. Yet after the first five moves, you are likely playing a game of chess that has never been played before. Life is even more complex than chess, of course, as the players change over time, and there is no scoreboard upon which we all agree to measure success. The past actions that truly matter in predicting our future successes are not the credentials we hold, but rather how humbly we approach a new situation. Vulnerability and the beginner's mind do not imply a lack of confidence. The opposite is true. One of the primary concerns with expressing vulnerability is that others will view us as weak. I believe the opposite is true. Because we are constantly inundated on social media with stories of other people's success, we grow skeptical. When I see a 25-year-old kid film a video in front of a Lamborghini in an attempt to be a knockoff version of Gary Vee or Ty Lopez, I don't see strength. I see weakness covered in a rented fancy car. We all want to learn from those who have achieved their goals through hard work. It gives us hope that we can replicate their success. I believe it's much more important to recognize our failures along the way and to be open to sharing them because the pursuit of any worthwhile goal requires failure and struggle. Over the last few months, I've connected with dozens of entrepreneurs at various points in their startups. Many of them have been in the doldrums of despair. I want these people to look at my story and fear wind in their sails. I'm not afraid of being vulnerable to accomplish that, and I hope this article will inspire others to consider the role of vulnerability in their own lives and relationships. Vulnerability does not display weakness, it displays strength. In reality, when we share our struggles with others, we demonstrate trust. Trust is the bedrock of a relationship, and I have found that by sharing my struggles with others, I am able to build more effective relationships. In being vulnerable with you via this newsletter and podcast, I hope to build a relationship predicated on trust and mutual respect. To be a good leader, one must project confidence. This was true in the military and remains true in business. No one will invest in a founder who says, I'm a failure and need to learn a lot to make this work. I'm not implying that this would be a good approach, though it would be comical. Rather, my suggestion is that after you've built a relationship of trust with someone, a friend, mentor, colleague, or subordinate, you should consider being vulnerable with them. In doing so, you will convey confidence in your ability to rise above the challenges before you by being brave enough to acknowledge the failures you have overcome in the past. Thanks for listening.